Welcome to Try This at Home with Leslie and Leslin, a podcast that offers you tips and tricks for solving problems, increasing happiness, and creating a better life. Hi, this is Leslin from Try This at Home. Do you tip a waitress even if she doesn't provide good service? Do you simply turn away from a parent who is overly aggressive with their child? Hmm, what message are we sending then? And when is it our business and when isn't it? These are provocative questions and today we're asking them. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and listen in. Hi, Leslin. Good morning. Good morning, indeed. Yes, the sun is shining, the daffodils are blooming, the trees are budding. Spring! It's finally a little warmer. I know. Yeah. I'm so excited. It was a pretty mild winter, obviously. Yeah. But um, I'm just super happy to see everything in bloom. Yeah. Hard for some people to imagine, but we didn't have any snow this year. I know. But yeah. we did have a dusting. If, uh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't any snow, but I don't. No I think that they can't say that it was nothing mm-hmm. because we had a dusting. If we're being very official about it. Yeah. Yes. But no snow to shovel. No measurable That's snow. right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'm really, really psyched about this conversation today because it's a question I've had on my mind for at least a decade. And it's it keeps coming up with us. Like, yes. We keep talking about ideas and you're like, we need to talk about passive mission. And then mm-hmm. you'll say something else and we'll record something else and it'll come back up and come back up. So I'm glad that we're finally tackling it. Yeah, because I have to say, and this is going to tickle your triggers. Okay. Yes. That's your warning. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and what's interesting is I call it passive permission. And yet I searched for passive permission and only found something that's called passive parental permission that refers to education and research. I really couldn't find anything. So either nobody else is talking about this mm-hmm. or it's such a deep topic that we can't talk about. I'm not sure what. Yeah. But it's when I talk about passive permission, I'm talking about turning the other cheek, mm-hmm. allowing other people to make the assumption that we don't mind what's happening. Yeah, that's a very deep. <laughs> it is. So think about it. If you do not actively object, mm-hmm. then you are passively providing permission. All right, just say that one more time so it can like sink into my brain. If you do not actively object Mm -hmm. you are passively permitting okay and let's just use the example of a waitress yeah i liked that in the intro when you said that that's really good yeah so you get horrible service Mm -hmm. and you leave her a tip anyway i do that yes and so what does so she goes home at the end of the day is Mm -hmm. she aware that she gave you bad service well, my here's how my thought process goes in in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, confrontation avoider that I am, I say, well, yeah, that sucked. Let's give her ten percent instead of twenty. Mm-hmm. And so we do reduce it. Mm-hmm. And my thinking is, well, she'll obviously know that something wasn't right because she was only getting ten percent. Now, somewhere deep in my mind, I do know that a lot of people only leave ten percent, mm-hmm. and so. She really doesn't know that we're one of the people that just cut her tip in half mm-hmm. versus one of the people that just is a bad tipper in mm-hmm. general. That's right. Yeah. And would you keep an employee in your business that was only giving a 50% effort? No, of course not. 
but you just tipped a waitress mm-hmm. for giving a 50% effort. Yeah. You see, these are fascinating mm. conundrums, right? Yep. At what point are we letting people just continue to do what they do, even though it's offensive to us? Yeah. Or not even offensive to me, but just, I don't know, like when people make choices I don't agree with. And that's that that's where I think it gets really muddy. You're right. Yeah. It yeah. is what where it gets muddy because who died and left us God. That's exactly it. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're taught not to judge. Are we judging? Right. Right. And where's the line between judgment and tolerating intolerable things? Yeah. Especially like sometimes, you know, I might be jumping the gun here a little bit, but for example, there's like mandated reporting, mm-hmm. right? And and if you have that status, you're a mandated reporter. Obviously, if you see things, you have to report it. Mm-hmm. That's the whole principle of that. Yes. But what if you're not a mandated reporter and you see something and you're like, well, you know, I don't know. And you just, yeah, like you said, if you if you don't say something, you're permitting it. Mm-hmm. You're giving your permission. But then it gets into the question of, well, uh, maybe I just need to mind my own business. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's hard. It's so hard, and it's and you're right. I am a mandated reporter, right? right. If you tell me you're going to hurt yourself or somebody else, or if I know that, it, if I even suspect mm-hmm. that there's some kind of elder or child abuse happening, I need to Absolutely. hot dial a one yep. eight hundred number, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the question that you ask: What if I'm not a mandated reporter mm-hmm. and I see a kid at the bus stop who's got a bruise all over his arm, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe his wrist is all bruised. Right. What do I do about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm asking. What, what would I do? <laughs> yeah. Well, I would probably engage in conversation first and just say, oh, my gosh, buddy, how'd that happen? Mm-hmm. And, and take it from there. Mm-hmm. And if he's like, oh, man, I built this skate ramp, but I felt, you know, it's like, eh, it's probably legit. I just let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could tell that he was like, uh, why, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. couldn't come up with something, I would not know what to do. Mm-hmm. And isn't it, and I'm not picking on you, no, right? No. Because I am sure that if I was in that position, I would be completely torn too. Yeah. Um, in, you know, say, 20 years ago before I was a mandated reporter, but that's the kind of thing. And I can remember living in an apartment in my twenties and hearing the woman upstairs, they were, she and her husband were having a fight and I could hear her saying, stop, don't. Mm. Yeah. And the windows were open and you know, it's uncomfortable and you're sitting there going, um, and she's, very upset right i didn't go knock on the door right for lots of reasons i was living alone down there i didn't want to put that probably would have been unsafe right so i didn't want to put myself in unsafe danger i didn't know if it was a thing you call the police for i didn't know i didn't know how to go check on her right and yet because of that and i don't know what happened to her honestly i think i moved before we didn't really have a relationship but yeah. I never even went to check on her afterwards, you know? Yeah. And how many movies have we seen where somebody does to go check on them and battered women don't feel safe telling or sharing, so they just say everything's fine. Right. And then we believe them. Mm-hmm. And we walk away. And when we walk away, 
We are giving that man permission to do it again. Yeah. That's just a fact. Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't believe that there's a consequence to his behavior. Yeah. My, I I have an example of this um, that ended in an argument between me and my husband. Um, There was a situation where, uh, I'm trying to decide how to say this delicately. (laughs) Hold on a minute. Okay. So there was a situation. Um, you're not allowed to be on the field, you know, anywhere around the kids that are playing baseball unless you are a volunteer with a badge. And I think that's pretty standard nowadays for sure. kids sports. Because we don't know who. Yeah. That's right. You have to have your clearances and FBI fingerprints and background checks mm-hmm. and all What a world we live in. But there's a, a person who came on the field who did not have any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I was very vocal to my husband about he should get this person off field. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you know, this person has already been told they're not allowed to do this and they just do it anyway. And he just kind of gave up. Mm-hmm. And I got extremely upset, mm-hmm. like a little, <laughs> a little passionate, if mm-hmm. we want to call it that, about mm-hmm. this situation because of this exact thing. I didn't have a name for it. I was like, well, that there's just permission to do it over and over again. Mm-hmm. And if no one's ever going to put the kibosh on this, then it's just, it's okay. It's officially the stances. It's okay for you to break the rule. We elected a president yeah. that demonstrates verbal behavior mm-hmm. that we would not tolerate in any one of our school systems. That's correct. And yet, continually, mm-hmm. he gets away with calling people names, mm-hmm. right? We label children who do that in a schoolyard as a bully. bully. Correct. And they get suspended generally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet here the United States president yeah. is engaging in that behavior and there is no consequence. Right. And it's discouraging. It is discouraging. It's discouraging because you, at a certain point... Um, and and I do think that's what's happened is people just allow this president to, well, that's just the way he is. We've all collectively decided mm-hmm. that that's okay now. Well, it's it, it's not okay. We're unhappy about it. But nobody that has any sort of authority is going to take corrective action. You know, I talk to my own children about like, you know, the I don't want you to talk the way that he talks mm-hmm. that's not he is not a good example for you mm-hmm. your behavior your speech all that stuff mm-hmm. but it i mean how weird must that be for a child to hear an adult with such authority mm-hmm. speak in such a terrible way yeah i mean that's that's confusing and it, and i'm specifically talking about the name calling mm-hmm. right when yeah. he tweets out these tweets that say crazy Whoever I I don't read his tweets and I try not to read the news that it, that <laughs> talks about his tweets, but yeah. it's the name calling piece and it's the contempt that's demonstrated, and that's the part that I think we are really establishing a precedent that's going to make this thing I've named right this thing of passive permission a huge problem. Mm-hmm. going forward now i want to say it's it's been around forever and ever i mean 
I grew up with my parents saying, don't do as I do, do as I say. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> now, having said that, you know, I, my parent, my kids probably saw me have too many glasses of wine and then I told them don't drink too much. Yeah. You know, it's not, and this is not a new problem. No. But it does create some really big questions. Yeah. So what do you do about it? Well, before we go there, let's keep talking because I have so many more okay, examples. Go. Go. Yeah. Okay. So think about business. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're taught that it's immoral and it's quite illegal in most cases to steal. Yes. So how many pens from your company sit in the drawer of your desk at home? <laughs> or how many times did you just grab a box of paper clips or take a legal pad that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm splitting hairs a little bit. Sure. Because I want us to really think about what do we what messages are we sending, mm -hmm. right? And I asked earlier if you would maintain an employee in your business mm -hmm. that only gave 50%. Right. I had a conversation with a friend the other day about our welfare system. Yes. And how rewarding it is financially for women who have children and don't work, mm -hmm. right? There's something wrong with the message that we're sending what do you mean by that? Like, elaborate. So the more children you have, mm -hmm. the, the more dependent you have, yeah. the more money you get, right? And if you work, the, whatever amount of money that you earn is credited against the amount that you're able to collect for those dependent children, right? So what happens? Yeah, well, because I, I, yeah, I think because we have a system where we can't, most people can't work a living wage. We don't offer people enough to make a living wage. Then it becomes advantageous. Not to work, not but to, to have another baby. Right. And I, I'm, I'm honest to God, I'm not judging. I'm pointing out that these are seemingly feels impossible scenarios, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. It feels like, because every time I ask a question, there's a little voice in the back of my mind that says, but what about this? Mm -hmm. Or what about that? Yep. Or, but it's not everybody. I mean, certainly there are thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who can't work and they have children and they, maybe they don't get, they didn't get pregnant on purpose or, you know, their, their value system says they don't believe in birth control or whatever the case may be. I mean, there's people who yeah. try really hard way back in the day when Rocky, when Rocky had his accident. His hospital bill was $100,000, and this was in 1985, $100,000 for 10 days in the burn unit. Mm -hmm. And I could not get the envelope with his personal effects unless I signed a financial responsibility paper as I left the hospital. They wouldn't give me his personal effects hmm. unless I signed the papers. So I signed them. And now I am a 25-year-old woman with an 18-month-old. I had a commission sales job and a $100,000 hospital bill. Which, you know, we don't need to point out in today's money was significantly more than $100,000. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I obviously went through the, the um, channels of applying for financial aid. 
And I was told that if I quit my job Mm -hmm. and went on Medicare, Mm -hmm. that the bill would be taken care of, Hmm. that the hospital would consider it a loss. But I had to quit my job. Right. What do you do? (laughs) You quit your job. I did not, though. Right. I mean, I essentially I fought it and ultimately. Yeah. There were through the generosity of a lot of people there. It was taken care of. But is that not there's something wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah. And we could we could get into the political implications of that and say, well, this is why we need better health coverage for our, our citizens. And this is why we need higher minimum wage and all of that sort of things. But it it does bring to light, you know, if you strip all the politics away from it. Just that these really unfair, hard situations exist. Well, and I think at the core, underneath all the politics, lie these these questions. Regardless of the politics, these questions still exist in that if we don't do it this way, then we're giving permission for this other thing. And yet, if I do it this way, then what is the consequence of that? Because, of course, every action has a... Sure. A reaction. Mm-hmm. Some of it is obviously we all have different standards, right? Yeah. And you can take the abortion debate mm-hmm. in that some people say absolutely not. I mean, maybe the question is, do does having abortion clinics give people permission to kill babies? Right. Now, this podcast isn't about that <laughs> question, right? right? And and I'm not going to go there. And I don't necessarily want that to be the focus, but I think sure. that's the the depth of this. At what point does making kind of drawing all these lines create a dictator scenario mm-hmm. where we have no personal freedoms because we're somehow needing to follow all the rules of someone else's standards? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. It it reminds me of dirty dancing, right? Going back to your abortion thing, like I can absolutely see how people believe that if there are these clinics, it is giving people permission. If you want to do this, we have a place for you to do that. It's right over here. I can see how they would want to eliminate that for sure. The truth of the matter is that if someone wants to get one, they're going to get one whether or not those exist. So to me, it's like, well, fight harder to make sure that people don't want to, you know, that that's the thing, but but you're right. That's, but that's true. Like, if we set up all of these things, and like you said, there's we're following someone else's rules, okay, but the people that want to do the things are still going to do the things. It's just going to be harder. It's true. I mean, it's... But maybe that's... But, but I, I guess maybe it's worth saying, like, there are maybe some people who aren't going to work very hard, so if it isn't easy, they're not going to do it. And And certainly those people exist, regardless of what it is. I'm not talking about just abortion, but anything. Right. Um, if it, you know, maybe if it's hard to apply for food stamps or hard to apply for some of these things, they just won't do it. Right. And okay. If that's the, you know, if that's the way that somebody wants it to be, then that's the way it's going to be, I guess. But it is, it is difficult because who gets to say. Right. And that is a huge question. Yeah. And we'll keep talking about that right after this. Hey everyone, it's Leslin. One of our goals this year is to grow the podcast audience and you can help. We would truly appreciate a share or a shout out if you found the ideas here helpful. 
Don't forget, you can always touch base with us personally on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, trythisathomepodcast.com. So without overwhelming everybody, I think it's it's important to understand that this question is prevalent through every area of our life, our workplace. We've talked about that a little bit, our community. Mm -hmm. I had a client say to me that she was confident her neighbors had a meth lab in the basement. (laughs) Now, I mean, do you call the cops? Uh, Yeah. Right. And, and just, and you just say, but then she has to live next door to these people all Mm -hmm. the time. Right. And so then she kind of, her concern was I'm putting my family at risk. If I turn these people in. Sure. Um, but your house is going to blow up if you don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, so here again, that's a question. Our churches, mm-hmm. you know, there are improprieties in churches yes. that, that for all kinds of them that go against the values of that commitment or that doctrine. And, you mm-hmm. know, do we say something? Um, our families, I talked earlier about being good examples for our kids and the don't do as I say, do as I do. I can remember, again, a long time ago, a friend said to me, and a friend that I'd, I'd partied with quite a bit when we were single, and then we all got married, and she started having kids. And I don't remember where we were, but somebody had a joint. And, and she said, oh, I'm, I'm going to teach my kids not to smoke, so I can't smoke. So hmm. they were little. You know, and and she just said, nope, I'm not going to do that anymore because I don't, ex- I expect that my children will not. So I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we talk about disciplining our kids and maybe this is the one place where we really have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. If you give them a rule, you must yeah, you have to follow be through. consistent mm-hmm. and follow through. And I think in a lot of ways, that's a part of the problem. Why do we speed? Because we can't possibly catch every speeder. There's no consequence for m- most of us most of the time. Right. Somebody on my Facebook, a, a quote unquote friend, said she got her first speeding ticket yesterday. Oh, and so listen to this. She said she got her first speeding ticket. She was going 78 and a 55, and he gave it to her for 60. <laughs> okay. So, so she didn't get more points in her license. Right. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as expensive. So what's right. the motivation to slow down? <laughs> yeah, not not as much. And, you know, listen, I've been the recipient of that. I appreciated it at the time. I'm not really trying to say anything more than I think this is a pervasive question mm-hmm. that goes so deep. It does. That, that brought up something. Okay, so I, I've talked before about I was in a car accident about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty bad. It it totaled my car, totaled mm-hmm. the other driver's car. It was her fault. She did something insanely stupid mm-hmm. um, and unsafe. And she was cited for the accident, mm-hmm. um, you know, whole break and roll. And then she tried to fight it, and I had to go to court. And the, the witness had to go to court. Mm-hmm. And the officer gave me the choice of allowing her to plead down and not receive three points on her license mm-hmm. or... I could go back in there, you know, proceed with the trial. This mm-hmm. isn't like a tiny town. This is, would have been over in an hour. Um, and he said she would 100% lose and she would get the points on her license. And she has so many, like, she'd already had another speaking ticket. So she would get her license taken away mm-hmm. for sure that day. Mm-hmm. And she had a kid. 
mm-hmm. my kid's age. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there and I was like, this is so difficult. Do I extend grace to this person? Because mm-hmm. I have had instances, like you said, where, you know, someone has has let me, you know, get off, so mm-hmm. to speak, you know, from from where I should be held accountable. Do I extend grace or do I, you know, go back in there and say, no, you freaking totaled my car. My two kids were in it. Like, no. And ultimately, I let her plead down mm-hmm. because I felt bad for the witness that he was spending so much time involved in this thing when he was just a good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have said, well, you made the wrong decision. I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. And there are days when I think I did make the wrong decision when I should have, you know, just made her pay the piper. But I didn't. I let her get off. So I don't know. And, you know, it, it, that is where this becomes so great because you've mentioned and you had mentioned wanting to offer grace. And I think that's really important. I think we we need to be compassionate and it's right. not our place to judge. Mm-hmm. But somewhere in there, there's a line. I don't want to live in a society that's so rigid that someone dictates a certain set of standards and we all have to abide by that. That's, for God's sake, that's a handmaid's tail crap, right? Right. And then, but I also don't want to live in a society where everything's willy-nilly and there's no consequence or or moral element to the way that we go about our life. And I would like to think that human humanity, the, the element of humanity would be the director. And yet, is it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we go back to that waitress, right? I don't know what her life is like in that moment. Right. And if I offer her a tip, I'm that's normal. And maybe I'm saying, maybe I give her more. And I think, you know, I don't know what's going on in your life, but something's obviously not great. So here's twice, you know, a 40% tip. And maybe that changes her heart to the extent that that tomorrow she goes in and she gives 120% to her job. Right. I just personally, I don't know if I have enough faith that that's, that's the, the, the tenant that prevails. Or, you know, I, I don't know, just sitting here thinking about that, that example. Okay. So what do you do? Do you, do you then call her over and say, look, I really, you know, don't think that you gave me very good service today. And I'm inclined not to leave you any tip at all. I'm going to leave you 10% because I can only assume that you have bills like the rest of us, but I need you to know that I don't think you deserve the 10%. Do you say that? Because that sounds really judgy. It sounds super judgy. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there, how do how do you even have a conversation like that yeah. where you're not lording over somebody? I mean, but maybe that I don't know. Wouldn't more conversation be good? But maybe not. Maybe it's transactional, and you just get a, a nothing, or you get twenty percent. Like, I, that's where I find I can think of a million different ways to handle things. All of them seem very, very gray, and not i don't know they could go horribly wrong (laughs) yeah and here's what i'd like to do i would really like to open this conversation up to our listeners yeah and to reach out to us either on social media or on our website we've turned the comments on for this particular discussion and let's 
let's go ahead and have a conversation about this and brainstorm compassionate ways to to share ourselves without it being a burden on one another, right? I think that, that there's room in that. And this is such a philosophical conversation or, mm-hmm. or concept that there isn't a specific try this at home this week. There's no. except to engage in the thinking that promotes this ideologically in your own world. Yeah, and I would I would say if I I don't know, maybe if I were trying to think of a try this at home, I would say you you're never going to be able, I don't believe, to cut out every instance of this passive permission in your life. But what I do think you can do is find values that you hold dear and say, am I inadvertently or unknowingly allowing things that go against these values to exist in my life? And maybe that I need to focus on those one or two areas. That's fair. I think we should pick up this discussion next week. Perfect. And that's it for our discussion today. We hope you'll share it with people that you love. Uh, Next week, we're going to pick up on this. We're going to talk about how to organize our values and sustain them in a way, in a world where not everybody shares our values and how to set boundaries around that. So we hope you'll tune in. For now, this is Leslie and Leslin saying, try this at home. All perspectives and opinions expressed during this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. There is no direct or indirect intention to provide psychotherapy or mental health services. If you are seeking counsel for individual circumstances, please consult with a local health professional.